intimate time in God's heart, the heart of the mountain, thank you Father for teaching us how to go higher in your glory. Break off all offense, all misunderstanding, all doubt and fear, all unrighteous judgment. We thank you, Father, for your clarity. We thank you, Father, for your vision. Hallelujah. Well, praise God. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, that is so wild. As soon as it hit the open screen, this huge wave just rushed through my whole belly. Oh, hallelujah. So, we have a major blizzard. They're calling it historic in Minneapolis right now, so I'm not able to get to Joel's bar. I'm in the penthouse studio today and it's a real privilege to be up here because this is a really fun place to broadcast so i just want to bless you guys thank you for tuning in father i pray that the angels would help each person tonight that tunes in receive everything they need from you to go higher on the mountain <laughs> oh Shaba Wow, oh Shaba Baba <laughs> We're gonna need some wine I think, huh? Oh glory, new wine. Welcome the kingdom of heaven to fully manifest the Shekinah. Thank you for fresh new manifestations of your glory. I truly bless everything you're doing with all my heart, Lord, and all the world. We just want to stand in agreement with the Holy Ghost and the will of the Father and what the angels are doing right now at the maturity of the times. Thank you, Jesus. Help us to go higher on the mountain to have a clearer and cleaner mind and to fully understand your ways. Now, this is what God's given me today. He said, I saw the path of all the angels. <laughs> That's a quote from the book of Enoch. Enoch said, I saw the path of all the angels. Don't you want to see it? Don't you want to see angels? In order to understand the upward path on the mountain, it goes on forever, guys. 
And in order to clearly see it and understand it, it requires seeing and understanding angels. It's an angelic path. The way of the Lord was the way of the angels. <laughs> For a little while he made himself lower than the angels. But only a little while, then guess what? He went right through the way of the angels, the path of the angels, and is now seated over all the angels at the right hand of God. So that's the path. Jesus Christ said, I am the way. And no one comes to the Father except through me. So to ascend is to discover the path of angels. Now, you'll progressively become more angelic as you walk in this upward path. The path of righteousness is the path of angelicness. <laughs> the wine is so strong tonight. <laughs> oh, it's really different to be broadcasting from the penthouse, but it's good. It's really good. We might be up here for a few days. <laughs> They're expecting 25 inches of snow. <laughs> the weather guy said, Driving conditions, impossible. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen that before where they said, It will be impossible to drive because we're going to get so much snow. Now, snow represents judgment and grace. Though your sins be as scarlet, I'll make them white as snow. Amen? Jesus. The snow of the path of angels. So, there's a lot that we can talk about tonight. Much different setting than usual. No audience. No Joel's bar. We're doing a Joel's penthouse. Jesus, and I got to tell you, it feels a little weird. <laughs> it's so fun being transparent and honest with you guys what I'm, what I'm feeling in the Holy Ghost every day. No makeup and no covers up. No covering up, just total transparency. I, not even considering the offense of it, just, just raw prophetics. Just bringing the Father's heart from a fresh angle that I don't think a lot of people ever hear God from. There are so many angles of God. Now this is really important. I want to go in here before we get into all the angel stuff of Enoch, which I believe is a, a critical ascension that Mark, Archangel Michael wants to cause us to rise up into new levels in the Sifferat, new levels in the heavenly spheres, and take territory and go higher and really, really undo different things in our hearts and minds and get us out of our comfort zones and really get us out of soaking, you know, get us, this is what I'm seeing, he's getting us out of soaking into hiking, <laughs> I'm seeing a vision right now of hikers hiking a mountain, and there's people 
that, it, that are soaking and he's like, enough soaking, it's time to hike. It's time to go up and use the presence for what it's for, to use the anointing for what it's for, to rise from the dead. <laughs> Every grace given to us by God is to ascend. What did Jesus Christ say? I am going back to my Father and your Father, which means if He's going, and then He says He's also your Father, that means you're going. <laughs> I am ascending to your Father and my Father. Amen? So, really, after you're filled with the Holy Spirit, it's the energy to rise. Now, as you rise, you'll do works. I know people are concerned about works and evangelism and doing the stuff. That is a byproduct of ascension. True ascension of picking up your cross and following Him will have tremendous good works attesting to the elevations you're rising to. In some of these elevations, you might just be knocked out. Now, God did something with me where I was practically knocked out, whited out on the glory for about 10 years, about a decade, where it was just smeared. And it was an incredible time of sanctification and purging and just getting all kinds of stuff of the world out. And it wasn't even so much individual sanctification as it was as cosmic sanctification. Just getting out of the way all the blockages of the ages in order to take this realm of the second heavens that people call the devil's eternity. Now, you might not have heard of the devil's eternity, but the devil lives on forever unless someone goes up into his eternity. What did he get from Adam and Eve? He got their eternal promise land. He got their eternal ability. He got the second heavens, guys. Second heavens wasn't always like that. It was all inside Adam and Eve. You need to understand what we lost in the fall so you can go back and get it. You're getting all the second heaven's ability, getting the ability truly of the moon, the sun, and the planetary systems of our solar system. You're getting the cosmic tree of life. You're getting the spheres of angels. You're getting the dominion over the world. You're getting the place where Satan lifted Jesus up to a high and lofty mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world. And Satan said to Jesus, if you bow down and worship me, I'll give you all this, because it was his to give, because Adam and Eve had given him the world. It belonged to Adam and Eve. They gave it to the devil because they agreed with him against God. And then they got into some really nasty sin for a real long time. Okay, Now we're coming out of that. Jesus has died on the cross. We are coming out of deception. We're coming out of being under the devil, even under the devil's stars. We're coming out of being under the devil's abilities and how he rules this world from a heavenly place, principalities in heavenly places. And we're going to go up in those places by the power of the Holy Spirit who lifts us up. Okay, We're a kingdom company, an Enoch company, that is learning celestial realms. These are eternal realms. God created the heavens and the earth. Okay, So when God created the heavens, He said it's good. Which means our job is to restore the heavens to a new heavens, 
to the original creation of the Father's goodness. Understand that now. Genesis 1 was corrupted by the fall of angels, by the fall of men, by the fall of women, and it was all tainted. So now, through Jesus Christ, we become the temples, like Ezekiel 47 temples, that can clean it up. But you can't clean it up from just earth, like shooting arrows up into the heavens, okay? It's not, prayer is not what you think it is. Prayer in the earth has been very, very low level. As we rise from the dead, become the children of the resurrection, a generation predestined, foreordained to rise and resurrect. Resurrection is everything. It's all about elevations. Lower elevations can hardly get anything done. Lower elevations, it would take you a hundred years what higher elevations can do in one second. Okay, time is different as the mountain ascends. Understand that now all the limitations of the human being come off your spirit, soul, and flesh as you rise. Okay, these are your great rewards. This is God, your great reward. Understand He's removing limitations, mindsets, strongholds, religious belief systems, so that he can be the God of anything. What does the Bible say? All things are possible for him who believes, and nothing is too hard for God. So God can do anything. He's not limited by doctrines or theologies or belief systems of men and women. As soon as you come into agreement with him, he meets you halfway. So the father came down to the prodigal son, right? He met him halfway. He came to an end of himself. He says, I'm going, down, I'm going home to my father's house, for even the slaves have it better than I do. He didn't have any revelation of the father, didn't know the father's ability, but he found mercy, forgiveness, and the father welcomed him into his house as he slew the rebellion by killing the fattened calf, which represents the prodigal's rebellion. So he is slaying our rebellion as we draw near to him. He draws near to us, Luke 15. We are all prodigals here, okay? The religious are prodigals. The rebellious are prodigals. We're all going home upward to our heavenly father. Now, who knows the way? You know, it's like Bill, Bill Baggins. He signs the contract. Sign me up. It's called the blood covenant of Jesus Christ. Now, who knows the way? And he gets on a pony, right? And then he forgets his handkerchief. Immediately, tempted by the cares and concerns of this life. <laughs> but we're going to face a red dragon. We're going to face Smog the Terrible. Now, because it's a prophesied time, they had to read the map there with moonstones. Come on, somebody. <laughs> Elrond, he's over there. And hallelujah. Jesus, man, I am getting blasted. He's over there in Holy Ghost. Elrond, he's in uh, the Elf City. <laughs> Rivendell, yeah, thank you. I can hear you. Rivendell. <laughs> and he says it so happens that fate is shining upon you for the exact night that this map was written is up, falls upon this day so we have the same exact moon 
And so the moon begins to shine. <laughs> Come on, this is getting me drunk. The moon begins to shine on the map to the mountain. <laughs> Amen. And the moon is Yasad. The moon represents the Shekinah glory. The moon is a great luminary. Enoch said the light of the moon is equal to the sun. Now that's some mystical stuff right there. But he says the moon is equally as important as the sun. Now that, that's something we're probably going to take a couple thousand years to wrap our minds around. Right now, let's just use the moonlight, the Shekinah, Yasad, to light up our path upward. Now, this mountain is invisible. You need a map to find Mount Zion. It's not something that you can just find in a book. It comes through a blood covenant. It comes through the Holy Spirit. And it comes through the Word of God. And it also comes through men and women. Men and women illumine the path. That's what the the path keepers are. They pastors keep you on the path, evangelists show you to the path. Okay, apostles govern the path because if people might get crazy and start killing each other, we're gonna need some apostolic order and government. So the fivefold and the prophets they spur you on further up the path. Okay, the the prophet is to spur you on, the teacher is to feed you along the path. You need food, and you'll get that from the prophet and the apostle as well. But we need the fivefold absolutely during this time to reveal the path. The path is not supposed to be so winding and it's not supposed to be so flat. <laughs> it is supposed to be absolutely vertical and it's supposed to be perfect. You know, our calling in this company, okay, the mandate from heaven and the anointing and the mantling on Red Letter Ministries and all of you with me in this group is to make straight the upward way of the Lord. Okay? People are falling in love with God's presence everywhere. There's nothing wrong with soaking and marinating in God's presence, but if you don't get up and walk up the path, the enemy will eat you up. You know, I heard Bob Jones say it many times, revivals break God's heart. Because he, he gives you all his stuff and then you don't go up to him with it. So it's like a divorce every time a revival ends and he's had about a thousand of them and he's just sick and tired of have his, having his feelings hurt. So what he really wants is company that keeps him company of constantly rising to him. This is the closest thing to the Father's heart. And now if we use the things that God gives us to rise and go higher and challenge our belief systems and drive out our humanity and get out of our comfort zones and change and repent areas of our life that are not pleasing to Him. If we begin to radically sanctify our hearts and minds in the upward heavenly calling, He will make Himself known to us immediately with angelic help. Okay? As soon as God feels in his heart and sees in his heart the response of a human being crying out to him, he immediately sends angels. God always responds to hunger. One of the principles of the Messiah, the Torah of Rabboni Jesus, okay? 
Jesus came as a teacher and a preacher, y'all. And one of his principles is that God always feeds those that are hungry. Okay? There are people hungry now. This, these last few years have been so insane. And the things the enemy is doing and the things that liars and unbelievers and politicians and economists are doing, it's, it's like purposeful chaos. It's purposeful madness. It's, the whole world has lost its mind, including the Christians, And now we're going to find the mind of Christ on the mountain. This is the path of the intelligence of God. As you walk in the way of the Lord, you get brighter in your heart and in your mind, in your feelings, in your emotions. And the world has a less of an effect on you. And you have more of an influence on it. So we're going to influence the world more than they've influenced us. Now, powerful wickedness has got itself in places of power and influence, so it touches everyone. But I'm telling you now, greater is he who's in you than he that is in the world. You can rise up and take every sphere of influence over the earth. In fact, that's your job. That's what you're called to do. You are commissioned by heaven today to rise on the mountain and take positions of the anointed one over the earth. God is going to plant you on planetary systems. (laughs) We shared this prophecy in the Red Letter Ministries group this week of how God will populate planetary systems and it's not going to be like SpaceX, all right? It's not going to be like that at all. The unbeliever doesn't have any part in God's plan. Zero. They're the dogs that eat the scraps off of Israel, the Christian's table. Amen. Now, we want to give them big scraps so they can do some awesome stuff to help us with inventions. There are are things that fall off our table that are a blessing to us. But we stay at the table. We stay face-to-face with God. We stay eating, and we help everyone feast at the table of the Lamb. Okay? When the scraps come off, it might be an idea that hits Silicon Valley and you got a new technology that comes forth that is going to help millions of people. Understand, some of these scraps will be like 500 pound millstones. Some of these will be like 500 pound loaves of bread. That's better. That's more accurate what I'm seeing right now. It'll be like manna, but it'll be 500 pound hot steaming loaves of bread because when you're eating a higher word when you're eating a a more meatier word what does the bible say milk for the baby but solid meat for the mature when you begin to feast on the the solid meat of the word we're talking about words that are so full of light it's like eating whole stars into your mouth it's like eating solar systems in your mouth. You can eat light like eating stars. Everything in heaven's made out of light. God is a light being, Hebrews 1.3, the light being. So it's the Shekinah being. He is the uncreated one, and His light that He is, is uncreated. But it flows through His heavens. It flows from His throne. The river of life is the flowing outwardly of the light of the Father 
and the Lamb of God through the heavens and then into the earth. And we are called to be the temples of all the Father's light. Now, a temple and a priest is what connects the Father and all of that light, all that river, Ezekiel 47, through the heavens, making new heavens, and through the earth, making new earth, constantly. New heavens and new earth is not a suddenly. New heavens and new earth is a gradual, as God's nature flows through us according to our heights of our resurrection, how high we've gone in the path of righteousness to shine at different levels of glory. Shine ever brighter, it is written. So there's a brightness that we can shine in that's the exact same outrain brilliance of God the Father's glory, which is the mark of the high calling in Christ Jesus. And God is going to, you know, He's not holding back from us. We need to understand that. He's not teasing us. He told us the truth. Now there's certain things we do in response to what He said. It's called obeying His commandment. And His commandment is not wearisome. Here's the issue with the commandment. It's up the mountain. Jesus went up the mountain and then gave them His Torah, Matthew 5-7. through His commandment. His instruction of His Word. Okay, He gave them a heavenly, celestial Word from God directly. And it was perfect. And they received the commandment. Now, once you receive the commandment, where is it? It's stored in the ark. What was in the ark? The commandment. (laughs) God's commandments towards Israel were in the ark. So what is stored in the ark of our heart now? As we rise, we carry the commandments of Jesus in our heart. What are they for? It is that commandment to come up here. It's the Revelation 4.1 commandment. Okay, The Spirit and the Bride say come. So she becomes a law giver. She becomes a commandment giver when she says come and drink of the Father's light that she is filled with. So it's a different understanding, a higher, more angelic, accurate unfolding of the revelation of the river of life in a new season that we've entered in the body of Christ. And the body of Christ is doing all kinds of stuff in all different elevations, okay? And this mountain overflows into the sand. It absolutely will flood the sand. I know that as the sand is flooded, it will bring the judgment upon the rulers of the sand. What were in the sand? What were the enemies in the sand? Scorpions and snakes and vultures and pestilence and disease. (laughs) So down in the sand, you have tremendous enemies that are trying to kill you. Okay, You still deal with some of that on the mountain. It's mainly the sand and the stuff from the sand and the things that come off the sand, like flying scorpions and flying serpents and different things. And uh, Final Quest series talks about the vultures that are defecating and urinating and and vomiting so much on the people on the mountain to get them to slide down the mountain back into the sand to incarcerate them. And once they hit the sand, they go, got absorbed back into the enemy's army. Okay? So everything's trying to take you out, if you haven't noticed that. And we often think that 
the prophets are trying to take us out too because there's a lot of different types of prophets and he often asks me to do the ugly work in the prophetic that's not so popular and I'll do it he asks me to do it I'll do anything and I don't mind it because the intentions are perfect for everyone's growth there are aspects of God that are always going to be unpopular and you're just going to have to deal with that there are things that completely contradict much of what people are experiencing because God is always challenging the greater growth. Will that be in heaven too? In heaven as well, God will challenge your growth. In heaven as well, there will be things that contradict what you know even in heaven, constantly. So down on the earth with the limitations of all the things of the air and the all the things of the sand and all the things of the enemy and all the limitations that we have in our own souls and our unperfected souls and our spirits that are not transfigured. Our spirits aren't looking like the archangels quite yet. Oftentimes people don't even know where their spirit is. They can feel the Holy Spirit. But are we building up our spirit with the Holy Spirit by absorption, by drinking, by eating? It's the most important thing. All the fuel that comes down from heaven is for one thing, returning up to heaven, which is called repentance, return to the penthouse. We're here today. We've repented into the penthouse of God, which is third heaven. Now we're still going there. (laughs) Your spirit can go up and down. Now we need our soul to go up. You will see angels ascending and descending, the path of lightnings, the path of the angels, which is the path of the stars. And we need our souls to follow our spirits. This is how you completely destroy the works of the devil in the heavenlies. Not just in the earth. Destroying the works of the devil on the earth actually says you will never touch a principality, power, throne, or dominion. So you'll never touch the highest four ranking classes of the kingdom of hell if you're only on earth. Which means until you get to the mountain, including the mountain top, most of the enemy is out of your range. People say they're wrestling stuff, but I'm telling you, it's all about elevations. You can only take out the stuff that's at the same level you've ascended to. Okay, You're only displacing the stuff where you've risen to and then maintain that territory. It's one thing to challenge territory against the enemy, but once you possess territory, it's a whole nother ball game to maintain it because when you take territory in the earth and in the heavens and all the dimensions and in the whole world that we're taking back from the enemy and sending them all to the lake of fire progressively as we grow as soldiers in wisdom and in humility I'm telling you it's a totally different ball game maintaining territory because when a spirit is dislodged this is a principle of the Torah of Messiah when a spirit is dislodged It goes and finds seven spirits more wicked than itself, doesn't it? Now, we've taught that in deliverance ministry, in demon possession, and and being cleansed in the temple from demonic influence, but you understand that's also a principle for the world, for possessing the sun, for possessing the moon, for possessing your nations, your cities, your counties, your states, your continents, your oceans, your lakes, your waters, your skies, your clouds, your trees, your everything. All the, even all the animals in the region are precious to the Lord, holy to the Lord. And so it's a totally different ball game to maintain the Shekinah. And that can only be done when you come up into the kingly realms. 
These are the realms of kingly training that he wants you to be trained in now. God wants to train you so you can reign over the earth. Amen. Revelation 5.10 To the kings who shall reign over the earth. You to look that up? Let's look that up. Holy Ghost. Okay. Here we are. Ha ha ha. Oh, Jesus. Takarta Bible app. It's a good one. Alright. Revelation chapter 5. To keep us alive. And I saw lying on the open hand of him who was seated on the throne a scroll book written within and on the back, closed and sealed with seven seals. And I saw a strong angel announcing in a loud voice who is worthy to open the scroll and who is entitled and deserves and is morally fit to break its seal. In John's day, books were written on scrolls, pieces of papyrus or vellum, up to 30 feet long, and they rolled up and sealed. That's interesting. <laughs> I guess I have the footnotes on. <laughs> and no one in earth or on... No one in heaven or on earth or under the earth in the realm of the dead Hades was able to open the scroll or to take a single look at its contents. And I wept audibly and bitterly because no one was found fit to open the scroll or to inspect it. Then one of the elders of the heavenly Sanhedrin said to me, Stop weeping. See, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root and source of David, has won, has overcome and conquered. He can open the scroll and break its seven seals. And there between the throne and the four living creatures, beings, and among the elders of the heavenly Sanhedrin, I saw a lamb standing, as though it had been slain with seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God, the sevenfold Holy Spirit, who have been sent on duty far and wide into all the earth. Hmm, juicy. He then went and took the scroll from the right hand of him who sat on the throne. Isn't that wild? I'm seeing this in a new angle today. And when he had taken the scroll, the four living creatures and the twenty-four elders of the heavenly Sanhedrin prostrated themselves before the Lamb. Each was holding a harp, a lute, or a guitar. And they had golden bowls full of incense, fragrant spices, and gums for burning, which are the prayers of God's people, the saints. And now they sing a new song, saying, You are worthy to take the scroll and to break the seals that are on it. For you were slain, sacrificed, and with your blood you purchased men unto God from every tribe and language and people and nation. And you have made them a kingdom, royal race, and priests to our God, and they shall reign as kings over the earth. Now this is it. You have made them a kingdom, a royal race. Now where is the kingdom and the royal race and the priests of God? And they shall reign as kings, what does the Bible say, over the earth, not on their earth. Kingship training and possessing the kingdom and being a priest to our God is conquering the second heavens. Okay? There's no way to reign over the earth except by taking the second heavens. Now, the second heavens are already taken. If you haven't noticed, most of the charismatic church understands we don't go to the second heavens. It belongs to demons. Listen, guys, it's the promised land. 
it belongs to the Canaanites, but Canaan is ours. Okay? Genesis chapter 1, the fourth day, God created the sun and the moon and the stars and their hosts, and he said, it was good. So it's a good realm. It's a good realm. The reason why it's so messed up is because it's the realm of rulership over the earth. Now, it's extremely dangerous unless you have an apostle and prophet who is sent from the presence of God to lead you into those places. You cannot be led into the promised land except through prophets, and you will grow in the prophetic and perhaps become prophets along the way. Absolutely. Absolutely. What you experience, there's promotion all the time. Sometimes, just right out of the sheepfold, he raises his servant, David. All of a sudden, you have a shepherd and now you have a king. You know what I mean? One day you're grazing sheep. One day you're typing on your computer. One day you're a house mom. Next day you're a queen over cities. Right? That's the equivalent now. One day you're just pressing into God and practicing His presence and the next day God has found your heart worthy for the inheritance of the cosmos. Now you're a ruler over cities as it is written. If you're faithful in one city, I'll give you five cities. Faithful in five cities, I'll give you ten cities. They don't get those uh, fish and loaves in the Gospel of Luke. In the Gospel of Luke, the investor of Mina, in the parable of the Mina, gets cities. <laughs> so Jesus has given out cities. Yeah. And the cities are being determined by how high you go. And it's all going to belong to Jesus. He's looking for good stewards. But you'll be a good steward. And in stewardship, there is a royal priesthood. So right now, the test is the management of Jesus' inheritance. Understand that. Right now, the whole test in all the earth is to see how you and I and the nations, everyone in it, manages what belongs to Jesus. Now, you've read the Bible. You know he died on the cross. Demons believe that. But they're withholding his inheritance, aren't they? They're absolutely not giving to the Lamb what he deserves. Okay. So let's continue in Revelation 5. Then I looked, and I heard the voices of many angels on every side of the throne, and of the living creatures and the elders of the heavenly Sanhedrin, and they numbered 10,000 times 10,000, and thousands of thousands. That's a lot of elders, huh? Saying in a loud voice, Deserving is the Lamb who was sacrificed. Deserving is the Lamb who was sacrificed. <laughs> Being sucked into the Spirit physically up here. <laughs> to receive all the power and riches and wisdom, and might, and honor, and majesty, glory, splendor, and blessing. And I heard every created thing in heaven, and on earth, and under the earth, and Hades, the place of departed spirits, and on the sea, and all that is in it, crying out together, to him who is seated on the throne, and to the Lamb, be ascribed the blessing, and the honor, and the majesty, glory, splendor, and the power, might, and dominion forever and ever through the eternities of the eternities. Then the four living creatures being said, Amen, so be it. And the elders of the heavenly Sanhedrin prostrated themselves 
and worshipped him who lives forever and ever. Amen. Glory. <laughs> Jesus. Whoa. Shaba. Uyakutrabasi. Shandara. Holy Ghost. We're going to go over here to Book of Enoch and understand the inheritance now. So, Revelation 5. Worthy is the Lamb to receive all the power, authority, dominion, and might, wisdom, glory, honor, thanks, praise. Worthy is the Lamb to receive the nations. Worthy is the Lamb to receive all businesses. Isn't that good? See, if you understand the Lamb of God is worthy to have all businesses serve Him. You understand that? Right now, all businesses are kind of serving mammon. Some businesses are sanctified because the mammon is given to the Lord. Other businesses are unsanctified because they're disused for man. What becomes holy to the Lord in business is so essential because when you conquer the marketplace and make it holy to the Lord, what does that mean? Every aspect of society is now under the blood. When you put money and crucify money under the blood to be holy to the Lord, all the work of your hands, <laughs> this is huge, all the work of your hands, worthy for the Lamb of God to receive all the works of men and women for Him. He does want works. There's good works. Faith is proven by her works, James says. and So there are good works. Listen, you can do good works from the time you wake up to the time you go to sleep. You can work so hard that people think that aliens built it, like the pyramids. Want to work so hard <laughs> that people will think that you're not even a human being. Because the greater one in you is doing the works. You're energized by the Holy Ghost to do great works. As it's written, those who know their God shall be strengthened and do mighty works. Those who know their God shall be mightily strengthened, strengthened with might, and do the works of might, it is written. So there's a enkindling and strengthening, but the superhuman energy that He so mightily enkindles and works within us. So there's a might, a spirit of might, a gavura, a power working in us from an angelic sphere, and it's an ever-increasing power. We go from might to might. We go from Gavura to Gavura. We go from Keter to Keter. We go from Hesed to Hesed, from Baina to Baina. We go from Hakma to Hakma, Dot to Dot, Tiferet to Tiferet, beauty to splendor, splendor to splendor, beauty to beauty, which is Tiferet, one of the Hebrew names for the sun. We go from splendor to splendor. These are the realms that we begin to go from glory to glory in. Amen. So, the earthly can only do so much for the Lord. I'm telling you now, your ability is limited to your earthliness, but once you are in the highway of holiness of the holy angels, you can crank it up because you can see the upward path. Now, it has come to my attention that a lot of you cannot see the path. You cannot see the mountain. It's not clear before your heart and your eyes 
I just pray that the seer anointing of the vision and the blueprint of the promised land of the heavens that are going to be made new heavens would be put before your eyes today. That all the planks and the specks of self and man and woman and demon would be burnt out of all your eyes and the very eye salve of Messiah would be poured into your eyes to see the path to see the mountain path and start mountain hiking upward in the Shekinah, in the presence. And you can eat and drink along the way. Amen? (laughs) And there will be even times to have fun campfire, getting drunk out of your mind and waking up hungover on happiness on the new wine of the divine kind, making your faces ever increasingly shine. There is a time and activity for everything above the sun. Okay. In the above the sun realms, you have similar things during the church age below the sun, but they're like super magnified thousands of times bigger without the sorrows attached to them. <laughs> the celestial cosmic promised land is so exceedingly abundantly beyond all you could expect, imagine, or pray for by the dunamis power trying to lift you up here, that there's nothing that I could say to you that you would even believe me until you actually drink it and taste it and see it by the impartation and come up here yourselves and start living celestially as the apostle paul said the promised land was having celestial bodies and peter and also jude also said the leaders would be celestial bodies and that the the wicked would be those who speak against celestial bodies you know the bible that's exactly what jude says and peter says Paul says the celestial body is the promised land. Jude says all your enemies will speak against the celestial body, which means anyone pressing into the promised land. Okay. So it's wonderful that people are having big time kumbaya campfires down in the earthly, but make sure we're being super energized. I am I am not against praise and worship, but let's go into high praise and worship. I'm I know God the Father does not want an earthly revival. An earthly revival is a distraction towards maturity, and that's what I'm against. Now, if people are falling in love with Jesus, let's show them the path up the mountain immediately. Okay, guys? Okay, so once the path is open, I am all about the billion youth harvest, but it needs to be harvested into a certain realm, and if it doesn't go up and it stays in the earth, the harvest is lost. You can't have a harvest on earth. Revelation 14, 14 says you cannot have a harvest on earth. He who holds the sickle of the harvest, the Lord of the harvest, is seated on the high glory cloud. I saw him seated on the clouds. Okay? So we need to be completely celestial, completely heavenly, completely above the moon, completely above Mercury, above Venus, above the sun, not under the sun. What is under the sun chasing after the wind? What is above the sun? You have become the four wind. You have become the wind of God. You become the mighty rushing wind. You know, Jesus released above the sun ability at Pentecost. He's looking for a remnant of dread champions of Weos, mature sons of God, who will rise through the sapphire pavement of Moses called the Sepharet. The Sepharet is the path of the luminaries that Enoch saw in the book of Enoch and wrote about. It's the path of the creation story of Genesis 1 that Moses received from Jesus Christ who created the heavens. The heavens 
or a path. You can walk on stars. Okay? You can walk between stars. You can walk through stars. I saw the path of the stars. I saw the path of the angels. I saw the path of lightnings. No one will ever see as I have seen. Book of Enoch, it is written. Now, that means that Enoch saw the whole path of perfection getting back into the Garden of Eden. How to go through the second heaven to the third heaven, that's what the whole book of Enoch is about. book of Enoch starts off with basically people that have already purified themselves with elementary things. Okay, It's not an elementary book. The whole book is strong meat. So you got all the elementary books of Paul's epistles. Truth in him. Paul's epistles will help you mature to be able to understand and walk in Enoch. And that's exactly how it is. Once you're purified, sanctified, consecrated in the milk bottle of Paul, Paul's milk bottle, because that's what he says, I've given you milk because you are not ready for meat. So Paul says out of his mouth, his epistles and his teachings are milk. There's some more mature things in there, but it's mostly milk because a lot of the mature things are already written. Enoch is already written. All right. Jasher is already written. An understanding and a blueprint of how to get back to God was mapped out right after the fall. <laughs> but we can't understand the map. We need the moonlight to shine on the map to discover the path, the path of stars. And Enoch chapter 1 verse 2, And then I answered and spoke, Enoch, a just man, whose eyes were opened. Let's just say, let our eyes be opened. Let's say it out loud. Let my eyes be opened whose eyes were opened by God so that he saw a holy vision in the heavens which the angels showed to me and from them I heard everything. So it's all about angels, isn't it? Holy, holy, holy angels, the ministering spirits helping you inherit a greater salvation. So the angels are opening your eyes. The angels are guiding and directing your paths. They're going to show you to the mountain. They have all the stuff, and you begin to produce it as your spirit gets healthier and healthier through obedience and following and cooperating with your angels sent from God that carry God's will in their wings. When you begin to flow with the angels, they illuminate the upward-forward path of God's destiny. God's destiny for you is 100% angelic. And good news, you get to take your bodies with you. You get to take your bones with you. Your bones are going into Zion, just like Joseph in Egypt, who gave instructions of how his bones should be carried and buried in Zion in the hope of the resurrection. Amen. So now the whole body is going to follow the angels. And the more transfigured your spirit is, the greater a light you are to people's path to rise in the path of angels. Okay? So... The brighter you shine in the Holy Ghost by how high you've risen. What does it say? 2 Peter 1.19 The bright morning star rising in your hearts and day dawning upon you. So there is a brightness of the rising. There is a dawning and a rising into the heavens, into the sun, into the bridegroom's chambers. And the sun and the moon and the stars begin to shine through you in a different type of way. It's called celestial garments, and it's absolutely scriptural. This is the ephod. This is the ultimate ephod, not just with 12 gemstones, now with 12 stars. Yeah. 
Now she's wearing 12 stars on her head. Amen? In Revelation 12, 1, I believe the next phase is having the 12 stars in her heart. It's like salvation comes by hearing, hearing by the Word of God, and then you have to digest it into your spiritual stomach and let the Word be made flesh. So there's a gestation of the stars from head to heart. Oh, hallelujah. And the stars be made our flesh, just like when the Spirit was teaching us in our infancy the elementary things of Christ, and they became formed in us, and they gelled in us, and they solidified in us, and our faith grew, and we rose into higher realms. When we rise up into the heavenlies, these created realms begin to go inside our spirit and begin to work for us. Okay, These are the overcomer's realms. They're very high, so there's much you overcome before you get here. That's why it says, Blessed are they who overcome to get here. You don't get any of this when you're born again. Revelation 2 and 3, you get zero of it at born again. This is all, if you take what you got when you're born again, if you take what you got when you got revived from the dead, when you got your revival, you were dead, now you're alive, and you bore its fruit, and you keep digesting it and growing in God's nature, which is spirit, John 4, 24, you begin to continue to grow as a Holy Spirit, a spirit of a righteous man and a spirit of a righteous woman and a spirit of righteousness and driving out the identity of cultures and all the stuff like that, driving out your own timeline, driving out your own convenience, driving it all out, driving every aspect of your human nature out for the ancient seed that's more Jurassic than the dinosaurs. I mean, you have found something that's older than the dinosaurs. They find fossils and stuff. They go digging around and they say, man, this is old. Hundreds of millions. Listen, hundreds of millions is nothing, guys, and I don't believe any of that anyway. I believe in short earth, absolutely. I believe time start at the fall. They're looking into eternity past. I'm telling you now, there's an eternity that this earth has already gone through. Probably many, many eternities that this earth had gone through because Adam and Eve were created in eternity. And they were in the heavenly garden and the earthly garden both. They, they spanned the whole universe. Adam and Eve spanned all the third heaven down to the first heaven. They did. They stretched across the whole sky. That's how big and powerful they were. And then when they lost all that celestial ability, they're limited to just like an ant in the dirt on the mound of planet Earth before they completely encompassed the whole expanse of the heavens. Like not just the, our solar system, all the way to the very third heaven and the gates of God through all of the stars. They expanded through all of the heavens and they could go back and forth at the speed of thought. They stretched across the whole heavens. They could move faster than the speed of light, like the fourth man in the fire with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. As soon as they were thrown in, he came and expanded the heavens when it was in the fire so that nothing was harmed except their bonds were burned off them. Amen. That's how Adam and Eve were for eternity. And now time started at the fall. So you understand, we're going back to that smeared expanse star ability of spanning the heavens. New heavens is because your temples, Christians, people, mature ones listening, has expanded through the heavens. This, 
your rewards become mind-boggling and we're we're touching some of this stuff and we're we're with the angels and with the archangels every day and these abilities are coming from our seer ability from the eye salve of jesus christ this is all from the understanding the torah of jesus christ the teachings of the messiah that blossom through the mind and show what's available when we get out of the earth and we get into the heavens okay and they were so well fed on the word we can stay there and maintain those high elevations i'm not coming down off the mountain okay down the mountain your overflow will go down there you go up he's not going to ask you to backslide now you'll see angels ascending and descending you'll have missions i understand that but as far as your moral and spiritual elevation that always gets pegged higher and higher even if your body your temple is down here doing stuff in different elevations down here with different people groups different sinners different all kinds of stuff that he might ask you to do you are raised up on the inside so high that none of that lower stuff can touch you that's how you have the armor of god on that internally you are like the heights of heaven internally you span the stars of god <laughs> you have the strength of the stars of god and the strength of the created light of god of let there be light of the first day the first day light is reserved for the people of righteousness the children of the resurrection this is an ability that adam and eve had okay we haven't seen it. i don't think we've seen it since adam and eve this is a primordial ability of first man and first woman's rights the rights of being created and built by god and what did adam adam was called god's son in the gospel of luke so it's it's the ability of sonship it's weos adam in his perfected form and eve in her perfected form had a certain ability that we can't even fathom right now and our job is to wet your appetite to show you what's available to go higher pay a greater price loose the lower stuff take all of the stuff that's god and energize your spirit okay not just energizing your flesh not just to feel it in your flesh because that'll burn off you'll get more if you go higher if you use it in your spirit if you use the things of god to energize your spirit your flesh will be fully energized each day but if you use the things of god to just have a feeling we call it kumbaya it is kumbaya listen it'll burn out there's no regeneration it doesn't recycle unless it gets into your spirit put your hand on your belly recycle it through your spirit in your stomach right inside your diaphragm right here okay and you can recycle it and your spirit gets stronger and stronger and your spirit is producing strength your spirit's producing oil that's how your wise virgins full of oil because they've learned how to produce in their spiritual ability your spirit can produce oil your spirit can produce rivers out of your belly will flow rivers your spirit can produce everything that god produces your spirit is a creator so what you need to create is the the energy and the power to resurrect and go higher and beat the devil off your heads your hearts your distractions you know a lot of times it comes through friends and family like job's story one of the worst things i've ever seen is it mostly comes through religious people of your previous elevation that want to hold you down now that you get a greater hunger and you go a little higher my god i 
you know, I don't think it would take much elevation to cause the Kentucky Revival to totally freak out. It is complete infancy down there, guys. And you need to understand that because what God needs is maturity because you cannot deal with the demonic situation down in these lower elevations where you don't have much revelation where you're just religious and offended and just trying to be holy that that's not it okay we need the holiness of the father blazing through us because we met him halfway up the path of lightnings because we're walking in the father's lightnings we need to be with the archangels you are dealing with the maturity of wickedness now in governments now in economies these people are sorcerers of chaos these peoples are the murderers their bloodlines started the world wars these are warmongers and i'm telling you the devil always comes to kill steal and destroy the devil's plans are to just kill everyone and enslave everyone and and just make earth his Auschwitz. that's what the devil wants to do he wants to control everything he wants to get everyone sick he wants to tell them what to do. He's a control freak. Unless we rise, this is why it's so urgent to rise. Unless you rise and contest that stuff over your cities, the enemy will win in your cities. I have fed you the apostolic truth, the prophetic truth. Rebecca has taught you accurately the sephirot, the sephirotic tree. It is the high priest rights it is the rights and the privileges of the high priesthood of melchizedek of moses and the lamb of old testament and new testament that you have these mysteries working in your lives so you can be the government of god in your cities listen if you're listening to this right now it's on you there ain't anyone else coming you need to bear this fruit put it in your spirit if it sounds crazy i tell you what god can use children God can use kids that say, you know, look at David. He's 12 years old. He can take out a giant, just put some anointing on his head and give him a slingshot. It's not about how good you think you are, your, your skill level. It's about your willingness to let God shine through your heart. This is about demonstrating the Father's ability through sons and daughters who've risen to Him. You rise by faith. You receive the impartation. You hear the crazy prophet Samuel telling you this, he pours his wild fire oil all over you, fills your seven interior castles, so you're a blazing menorah of invincible Shekinah. Now you go out and you conquer mountains, you conquer giants, you go from glory to glory, you get the blueprints, you get the moonlight on the mountain map, you begin to understand how the red dragon works in this universe, and you begin to systematically take him out through revelation through angelic leadership because the angels know how to destroy the fallen angels okay the angels more than anyone else want to see the termination of the angels that fell from heaven into the lake of fire because they've watched what they've done to kill the nations enslaving the nations murdering the nations raping molesting and in all the wickedness that the angels have done throughout time the holy angels are waiting for a people to rise in maturity so that they can work together in the cosmic heavenly angelic sphere, which is the realm of kingship we just read to you in Revelation 5, to cleanse the heavens and to cleanse the earth. When you cleanse the above realm, the below realm 
is set up for judgment as well. You have to maintain the above realm, because they'll come back, they'll try to take the above realm back. But if you hold your territory with your angel armies and with your company of soldiers that God's assigned you to, you're not breaking rank, there's no sin in the camp, you're going from glory to glory, you're on fire, you're eating Torah in the morning, you're devouring Torah at night, you have your daily bread, you have your all kinds of food and drink, and you have the strength of a wild ox because you're well-fed in your spirit, you're obedient, there's no secret sin, sin, there's no other agenda in your life other than God the Father's will. Listen, these are the special forces of the living God I'm talking to. These are the seven lightnings and the, th the seven thunders I'm talking about right now. What will come out of that absolute yieldedness to the formation of like Davidic companies, of Davids, of just groups of apostles in the Sephirot? It's true. I mean, I look at the formation of what God's trying to do here in Minneapolis, and it's, it's going okay. Oh, we can have a lot of acceleration here, but God wants to put a whole bunch of apostles together. He wants like armies of apostles. Truth anyhow. Not just this one apostle show. He wants armies of cosmonauts. Armies of Sephirotic apostles, like kings and queens, into the realms where the apostolic is in the full bloom of kingship and queenship. And when you stand on the higher planetary spheres in the rings, of Baina and the rings of Gavura and the rings of Keter and the rings of Hasad and the rings of Gavura and the rings of Teferet and the rings of Had and Netzach and the rings of Yasad and, and all these heavenly celestial rings, Malkut, when you stand on these realms, that's when you begin to use the apostolic for its eternal form, because it will turn into its eternal form when you go into the eternal promised land and it is the fulfillment of the apostolic. It, the fulfillment of the apostolic brings forth kingship of the kingdom. In Revelation 5, the kingdom is the cosmos. Okay? Ruling over the earth, it's called kingdom. Kingdom is the realm that you rule over the earth. And don't think you skip second heaven, go to third heaven. Nonsense. This is the generation that takes the promised land. This is how you take the cosmos. This is how you take the sephirot. This is high priest's right. This is apostolic inheritance of Jesus Christ, and anyone who denies this inheritance will lose all the overcomer's gifts of Revelation 2 and 3. Every overcomer gift of Revelation 2 and 3 is a celestial second heaven ability. All of them. Okay? And you'll be moving around like lightning in them, using all of them. They all get activated. It's like lightning armor. These are the seven lightnings and the seven thunders that were sealed until the time of maturity. Well, so something opens the seals. The Bible says, seal it up and don't talk about that until the appointed time. Okay? It is written. What does it mean for something to be sealed? Until the lion nature, which is the maturity out of just the lamb nature, the lion nature opens the seven seals it's a maturing in the severity of the eternal ancient nature of God the Father in the second heavens. It's becoming fully angelic. It's becoming exactly like Adam and Eve were before the fall, progressively by leaving the earthly, dashing it to pieces like pottery, keeping it broken, obeying the best you can, usually walking by faith and not by sight for many, many years until the eyesight is good enough to see clearly in the heavens, 
to see clearly in the sun like eagles that fly into the sun, to see clearly on the moon, standing on the blood moon, the moon shall be turned to blood, blood, fire, billows of smoke, which is the cleansing of the tree of life, the cleansing of the roots of David, the cleansing of the path of lightnings, the healing of the luminaries, and the healing of the sun. For what does the Bible say? The sun will shine seven times brighter, Isaiah 30. Which means the sun is not in its full state. The moon is not in its full state. When we rise and become the children of the resurrection, the children of the sapphire stones, the children of the sapphire pavement, the children of the sapphire path of righteousness that goes all the way to the Father through the planetary systems and spheres. And when that begins to happen, all the moon will shine like the sun, and all the sun will shine seven times brighter and it says like seven days in one day why because it's the restoration of all the light that was dammed up for the last six thousand years of the fall that's now released as we heal the sephirot or the path of lightnings for all that light to be gushed forth through our temples to heal the heavens which then in turn automatically heals the earth this is how you get rid of the luciferians this is how you get rid of the satanic death cult of these out of control freemason warlocks and all your nations with all their just horrible murderous plans and all their scheming of sickness and disease and all the wickedness that they plan with their fathers, the devils, and their secret societies. And you just obliterate that stuff into the lake of fire by conquering the second heavens. And so this is why we're so urgently just condemning the stuff in the earth and just get up into the heavens immediately. Anything you experience on the earth, let it go into the heavens. And I, God means to burn up the earth so that people only go into the heavens. Okay, how does Christianity completely change its entire expression in one generation? Prophecy of Mike Bickle. It happens when all the earthly, the sand, okay? Bob Jones' prophecy, shoeboxes in the sands of time. You got the shoes on, Joel's army's here, now what do we do with it? You got to use the shoes to go up the mountain. These are mountain hiking boots. These are hiking boots. It's true, I can see the hiking boots, and Joel's army's shoeboxes. It's not sand boots. No, these are mountain climbing boots, okay? And you might climb over some icy places, and your boots will change. To whatever thing you have to ascend, you are equipped in that shoebox. It's planted into your spirit. Be God-inside-minded. Let it be unraveled, Christ in you, the hope of realizing the glory. Get your mind fully renewed to the seven spirits of God blazing in the menorah. And now take all of it and let the path be visible before your eyes. And rise from the dead and go up the mountain. And, and find new believers that believe higher truths. Then you have fellowship in a much higher dimension. The fellowship amongst archangels is so different than the fellowship of the lowest ranking angels just that haven't even done one mission from God yet. It's a completely different conversation. It's literally like nursery versus like the CIA, CIA and Langley and FBI or Pentagon five-star general headquarters. I mean, that's how the difference is amongst angels. That's the same difference there is amongst Christians in the world in different levels of maturity. Understand that because as you go up, 
you'll be in a totally different group of maturity conversing in the mature things of God. And God's plan is the same for all of you, to mature as you go upward. It's never for anyone to stay at the same level. It's always from glory to glory. Otherwise, we're no longer walking with them. Anyone turns back, they're not worthy of me. Remember Lot's wife. She looked back, turned into a pillar of salt. You have to keep going higher. You get a little kumbaya in the sand, you get a little energy in the sand, you get a little praise and worship and a lightning strike you in the sand. Use that energy to empower your boots to get to the mountain. And climb as high and fast as you can up the mountain. Every moment of every day, you'll discover all the new aspects of God. You have a great company of witnesses around you. You have awesome angels at every elevation you rise. You have red letter ministries and the prophets seeing all the way into the finished work of the overcomers when we go physically home to our Father and then come back down riding white horses. And we're going to do that in this generation. We have seen it finished. We have seen this world finished. We see the finish line and after the finish line. And we're winning. But these are the steps we must take right now to be successful in Christ during this season. In Jesus' name. Bless you guys. Have a wonderful evening. Give an offering into Red Letter Ministries if this message encouraged you. Partner with this ministry. Here's all the information. I love you so much, and we'll see you tomorrow.